Hello. Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So, first of all, I just wanted to apologize for not having an episode last week. Um, not really any great reason other than I just didn't have anything um, that was useful. So I decided it was better to not record anything. And um, yeah, so there you go. This is what happens when you're a <laughs> a one-person uh, DIY podcast, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't have like executive producers or anything like that. It's like it's just me. I'm a one-person band over here, so uh, I'm doing what I can, um, but I do enjoy it. So that said, um, this this past week was was pretty good uh, in terms of running. Um, I did a couple of like short runs, uh, kind of early to midweek, and then I, um, and they actually came out a little faster than I normally have been, um, which I have no idea. I won't question it. I'm just going to accept it. And, uh, I mean, you know, I'm nowhere close to where I was, you know, say five years ago, but it's still better than it's been. So that made me feel a little better, you know, like, Hey, maybe I'm making some progress here somehow. Um, yeah. And then, um, this past weekend, I, um, volunteered and ran at um, Reveille Peak Ranch for Pandora's Box of Rocks. And uh, so that's mainly what this episode is going to be about, is my experience there. Um, so, yeah, I started off uh, volunteering on Friday, got there around 2 p.m. Um, I got a little sidetracked and didn't get out the door, you know, any much earlier um, than I had hoped for. So <clears throat> what can I say? Um, but it's about a two hour drive from San Antonio and it's a, it's a decent two hour drive because you're, you hit like small towns, um, like every 30 minutes. And, um, so it kind of makes the trip go fast. So thank God. Um, yeah, so there's that. And then, um, yeah, so I got there and I knew the race started at 5 AM and course closed at 9 PM. And, um, so I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought, oh, maybe I'll be like the cavalry and come in and, you know, relieve somebody, you know, doing aid station duty. Well, I think that had already, I think the bulk of people had already um, been through. And um, so they didn't really, I mean, Chris found things, Chris McWaters found things for me to do, which I did, um, you know, but it was fun. I was hanging out at the finish line and, um, you know, cheering on people, giving them their medals, you know, um, shouting encouragement, you know, the usual stuff. So, um, so I did that. And, um, yeah, and of course, Friday being a work day for a lot of people, you know, uh, there weren't as many runners, um, out there on Friday as there were on Saturday. So yeah, I, God, I can't remember what they told me about Friday. Um, I want to say 70, but I could be wrong. Um, this race has got a four mile, eight mile, half marathon, full marathon, and <laughs> for the really crazy, a double marathon. Yeah. And um, as I've often mentioned that this, this place is pretty, um, pretty rocky. I mean, it's, well, that's why they call it box of rocks. Haha. Um, but it is incredibly rocky and steep and it features um, this, this rock dome, um, that I often liken to, um, being what I would imagine the surface of the moon to be like. So, um, it's pretty punishing for people. <laughs> Ooh, that was sort of a alliteration, alliteration, 
pretty punishing for people. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I think probably the highlight of Friday, uh, or at least in, in terms of what I was experiencing, um, was seeing this uh, young guy, uh, Alonzo, who's 25 and from Austin, I found out later. And, and he, he looks like he's 20. He's just this kind of tall, um, angular looking guy with this very curly black hair. And um, he had started a little late um, for the double marathon. And um, but every time he came through, he always had a smile on his face and just, you know, really didn't seem to let it bother him. But um, PJ, um, who is co-race directing, um, was going to uh, sweep the course. Um, and because Alonzo was the last guy, um, he was just going to kind of run with him just to, you know, kind of help him get in. And PJ says he's prided himself on, you know, never having um, let someone down, you know, when he was their pacer. So, um, yeah, I mean, unless the runner quit or got injured or something. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, so they they started off probably like around five or so, um, I'm guessing at that. And, um, and then, of course, the course closed at um, 9 p.m. and it got to be about 8.45 and we're all kind of like looking at each other like, oh, God, oh, God. And then, then we were also wondering if they had flashlights or headlamps, which they didn't, but probably about 8.45 or so, um, we saw these two <laughs> lights in the distance kind of bobbing up and down and it was them holding their phones with the flashlights. Whoever invent invented this kind of stuff for a phone is just was a genius. I mean, I would have never imagined, I know I saw like some old farts sitting on the front porch, but, um, it's true. It's, it's just really ingenious. The things that you have, at, you know, in the palm of your hand now. Um, but anyway, they came in and we were all wildly cheering and ringing cowbells and, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, he came in and he was smiling and I shot video of it, which I sent to him and I hope he got it. Um, so yeah, there was, um, a lot of, uh, celebrating and, and whatnot. And, um, so yeah. And so I, um, pretty much, you know, called it an evening after that or not too long after, um, also a big <laughs> shout out to Kate and David, uh, you know who you are. Um, they helped me put up my tent because it was the first time I was using it. And I am just a complete dork when it comes to assembling things. And, uh, I'd probably still be out there. Um, but I think I've got the hang of it now having watched them, you know, help me with it. And it's, it's a pretty simple tent. So it is a two person tent allegedly, but I'll tell you, I think it's plenty big for just one person, especially with all your gear and stuff. Um, yeah, because I bring enough junk to last several days. Um, yeah, but, um, anyway, but it was nice. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a comfortable little tent, my little $57 special from REI. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I, I, and Kate Godlover, she helped me blow up the uh, air mattress that doesn't really seem to work particularly well. Um, I think I'd used that once before. I think me and my friend Norma had used it, God, many years ago, uh, at Pedernales and, uh, or Perdinales, um, depending on where you come from. And, but anyway, yeah, the thing deflated in the middle of the night, but this one held its, you know, it's, um, 
what do you call it, firmness, I guess, uh, for, for the night. So that, that helped. Um, and she was actually blowing it up and she's like, I'll just use my swimmer's lungs. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we got it done. And, um, then I discovered I had like a little, um, window in the tent. So I, you know, cracked that and it was just like, has mesh. So creatures do not fly in and whatnot. And, um, and it always takes me forever to settle down and try to sleep. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I'm up half the night peeing, you know, and so I'm getting in and out of the tent, you know, so it was sort of a restless night. I think I ended up with about three hours of sleep. Um, yeah, because I think I woke up like around 4, 4.15, and um, I was supposed to meet Tom Bowling um, at the pavilion uh, at 5.45. No, 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 4.45. What am I saying? Yeah, 4.45, because we were going to go hike it up to the um, aid station, the, oh shoot, which one's that called? It's the, it's not the rock road. That's it. Yeah. They have all these weird names. Um, yeah. And they start with an R or an F it's like, anyway, it doesn't matter, but it was, it's the first aid station that people come on. And also the last one people pass through on their way out, um, or when they're finishing, except for the four milers anyway. Um, so we're out there hiking in the dark, carrying an open cup of coffee that neither of us really got to drink much of. And, uh, you know, climbing, you know, over rocks and, you know, fortunately I, I had my headlamp on and, uh, cause it was dark and, um, and of course Tom's at least a foot taller than I am. So he's got a much longer gait than I do. So. I just felt like a little kid trying to run to keep up, but I didn't want to run too much because the coffee kept splashing all over me. And, um, and eventually I just ended up pitching it because it was just useless. And I think he had pitched his too. We did not get, we did not throw away the cups. Okay. Don't think that, you know, we're litterers. We're not. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we got to, to this aid station and, you know, got it up and running and, um, and it's kind of a, a a basic one. It's not a full on aid station. It when this one just has, you know, water tailwinds, some snacks. Um, I don't even think we had pickles or, you know, too much, you know, going on, you know, we didn't have sodas. Um, cause again, most people are coming on it their first two miles in. So, you know, most runners are just going to blaze by it, you know, so, um, that makes sense. But, um, anyway, so we sat there in the dark and waited for people to come through. Well, actually, <laughs> I take that back. Actually, the first runners were <laughs> just as we were getting there, we could, we could hear them behind us or, you know, see their headlamps behind us. And so we're like, Oh God, I feel like I was like on the flight crew or something that was late for the flight. <laughs> so we're just like, I mean, unfortunately nobody really stopped in that first pack. So we managed to get through. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So I, I hung out there for a few hours and, um, the plan was for me to hike back, um, to the start finish. Um, well, we got a, um, a, a relief player was brought in. Um, and, uh, so, so when he was there, I mean, they, you don't need three people at the aid station. So, um, I, I hiked it back and it was probably like around eight and, uh, Ooh, it was, it was pretty steamy. Uh, Friday, uh, by contrast was a very, cool, refreshing day. It, you know, we had a lot of breeze and, um, it was 
cloudy the entire day, so it was really nice for the runners. Um, Saturday, not so much. Saturday, uh, after the, you know, clouds burned off early in the morning, you know, like say by nine, um, oof, man, that sun came out and it was just, you know, scorched earth, which is pretty much classic Pandora's weather. So, um, I do remember throwing up on the side of the trail one time, um, at doing the half marathon a few years back, but yeah. Um, which I don't recommend people to do, but anyway, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so I got back and I, um, I really hadn't eaten much, but I mean, you know, I was only going to run a four mile race. So, I mean, it wasn't like, Oh, you know, so, but I got my handheld and I, um, put some music on and, uh, set out, you know, and did my thing. And, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, I, I ran a lot of it. I, you know, it's funny though. My time was considerably slower than it was uh, about three or four years ago when I did it. Um, and I ended up winning, uh, the masters in the four miler. Hey, um, but anyway, yeah, but I, I still felt pretty good. I mean, I was trying to, um, run as much of it as I could because there are some pretty nice flat runnable sections in there. And so, um, you know, you don't, we don't have to go up on the dome or any of that, but there's plenty of rocks and other stuff. So, um, and some hills, um, I was trying to run uphill if I could, um, you know, I didn't want to be a big baby, so, but I think my feet were a little tired from, you know, the hiking in the morning and, and whatnot. But, you know, so, I mean, I think all told I end up with like seven and a half, eight miles for that entire day. But, um, anyway, but I, it took me, I think an hour and six, which is a nice thing to get excited about, but, um, it did put me, um, third, no second in my, um, age group, if you will, you know, the, the sixties. Um, <laughs> so, and it was really weird because there were three, three women who were all 61 and where you all finished, um, within just like seconds of each other. It was really funny to look at the, the, uh, the numbers and the finishing times. It's like, wow, I guess I must rep, be right on you know, time or schedule or whatever for my age. Um, but, um, but I think a woman and a woman who was 64 took first and masters. So blew us away. Cause she had like, I think she did it in like 50 minutes. So I'm just like, Oh, how do you do that? Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So, but I was pretty happy. I, I was kind of like in the middle instead of, you know, the lower third this time, uh, in terms of finishing time. So that was kind of exciting. And so, um, got back and I was neat in need of a shower. So I cleaned up and then I went right back to work and, um, yeah, spent most of that day, um, you know, just helping out at the finish line, um, you know, cheering people on, handing out medals, taking off chips. Sometimes these people would start walking away and, and it's always awkward because people see their families and their, or their kids or their loved ones, you know, and they come running up to their runner, and, you know, and you're, you're trying to get their, you know, you know, um, ankle, um, chip off and, um, you know, you don't want to like, you know, take away from their, you know, touching moment with their families. Right? <laughs> so, uh, there's a few times that I'm sure people thought I was looking at their leg, you know, like, Ooh, what's that? You know, but I'm like, look, I'm not looking at your leg. I'm just trying to get this chip off. Okay. Um, I had something I'd never really experienced before. I had one person who took apart their chip. Um, and these, again, they're, they're, they wrap around your ankle with uh, Velcro and, you know, so that way they're easy to get on and off. And 
personally, I much prefer this kind of timing system rather than those ones like you get at those road races where you have to wear the, um, uh, the little chip on your shoe and you have to tie it through your shoelaces. <laughs> Ugh. I just don't do well with things like that. Um, but anyway, some guy had taken the chip apart and was, um, and he had looped it through his shoelaces because he didn't like the ankle thing. <laughs> so that was interesting. And then I had two women who had safety pinned their chip just because they were afraid they were going to lose it or something. And, oh my gosh, trying to get those safety pins off was really hard, <laughs> you know, and you're, you're trying not to get too close to people because, you know, they're sweaty and, you know, whatnot. And yeah, and, or without poking them. So that was a bit of an interesting logistical situation, but, um, you know, it was fine, but I'd never really seen people do that before. So, um, that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, outside of that, um, oh yeah. And then, I was planning to, to camp again that night, but things were moving along really fast on, on Saturday. Um, even though we had, I think over 300 runners, um, it just seemed like everybody was, God, I'll tell you between, I think it was like 11 AM and 2 PM. It was just nonstop people coming through. It was just, Whoa, it was like, you know, some kind of a rush. <laughs> it just it never stopped. And, uh, but it was fine. I mean, that's the job and it's, it's not a big deal. It just got to be a little, you know, uh, harrowing at times because you didn't want to miss somebody, you know, and have them go home with their chip, you know, because I was joking with people. I'm like, well, now we know, we'll know where you are for the next year. <laughs> a few people laughed. I don't know. I don't know if it's really that funny, but anyway. Um, so then I, um, I was planning to camp and I, I figured I'd stick around till nine and then PJ was like, you know, if you want to go home earlier, you can. So then I was like, well, maybe I'll stay until I forget what, what I was going to do. Meanwhile, Daniel, Hundo and Babe's son, who's been, um, who had been renting out uh, my spare bedroom for the last four months, uh, texted me and he's like, are you coming home t today or, or tomorrow? And I'm like, I'm thinking that he wanted to have, some, you know, have a friend over, you know, that evening or something, you know, celebrating his last night in town or whatever. And, um, he, he lives in the Valley and, and he had an internship at Toyota and this semester, and you, know, you can't really find an apartment or anything um, for that short of a period of time. So, you know, they asked me and, and I said, sure, you know, so he moved in uh, actually Bandera weekend. And uh, it's kind of funny how this all ends with begins and ends with races. Um, <laughs> but anyway, and so I was like, he didn't realize that I was like staying overnight, I guess, nights or what I don't know but anyway I'm like do you you know do you want you know I, I mean I was thinking about coming home like around 11 but you know if you're having a friend over I can you know stick around longer he's like no no he's like I'm I'm all packed up and I'm gonna move out you know in the morning and I'm like oh my gosh okay so then I talked to PJ and decided to leave around five because um I got home like around seven, seven thirty, something like that. And, uh, you know, just so we could kind of catch up a little bit before, you know, he hit the road, um, yesterday morning and, uh, and I saw him off yesterday too. So it was fun. You know, he, <laughs> I have this thing at my house where I don't know, I, it, it's something that kind of happened spontaneously, but I bought some acrylic, I think they're acrylic paints, um, at Michael's might've been last summer. And I don't know, I, because I own a house, I feel like I can do whatever I want with my house. And, uh, so I'll just, I have these little mini paintings that I've painted on the wall, 
um, you know, just throughout my house. I mean, it's not like it's that big of a house, but anyway, um, it's kind of becoming a thing now because um, one of my friends uh, painted a rainbow in my living room, and then um, the son of a friend of mine uh, wanted to paint on the wall, um, I guess, I don't know, that was a couple of weeks ago, so he made a little, what is that thing? I think it's like a robot or something, but, and Daniel's like, can I, can I paint on the wall? And I'm like, yes, of course, you know, so I had him paint in his room, you know, in what was his room, you know, and he painted a uh, picture of um, Piglet, the uh, kitten that his family adopted, um, actually one of my rescues, and um, and it's very cute, and he's got his initials on there, so <laughs> so it's, it's becoming like a, like a guest book or something <laughs> in my house. I don't know. Um, yeah, soon my house will be covered in people's artwork. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But not everybody does it, obviously. Um, but if people want to do it, I'll let them. So it's fun. It's and you know, again, it's like, well, it's my house. I mean, got these white walls, and they're really boring. And you know, let's jazz it up a little. So that's what I do. Um, yeah, and then. Uh, yeah, so I saw him off, and um, yeah, so that was basically the upshot of all of this. Um, I felt pretty good, um, you know, just with what I had accomplished this week, and, um, you know, or, you know, at the race, you know, felt like I had helped out a fair amount, and, uh, you know, had some fun in the process, made some new friends, and uh, all that sort of thing, so it's it's always exciting to do that, and I think my next, the next one I'm volunteering at, I'm not running it, uh, is Spider Mountain, which is in two weeks. Um, so that's a night race and it involves a ski lift or something. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to this one. So again, this one's, I think about two hours away. So I don't know. I just figured what the heck, let's just go up there and see what happens. But, um, uh, yeah. And the only other thing that's going on around here is it's Orville Peck week for me. Um, I, <laughs> I can't get through a podcast without mentioning him. Um, yeah, he's coming to San Antonio on Wednesday, and I'm going with a group of people. Um, my running buddy Maria is my guest, and um, I bought her a VIP ticket. Um, not because she's, I mean, she loves his music now. She's discovered it, and uh, but I didn't want to have her buy a regular ticket and like be standing in the back while I'm pressed up against the front, you know, because my goal is to try to be right up there by the stage like I was when I saw him in Iowa last year. <laughs> so, um, and, the, and then also I'm going to Dallas on Friday evening to see him and then um, stand overnight with um, a friend of mine from the past. And uh, so that'll be kind of fun. And then I'm on Tuesday of next week, I'm, I'm driving to Houston and seeing him at a White Oak Music Hall, um, which is the place where I first saw him about three years ago. And uh, it's a great little venue. It's like only holds like 200 people and it's just tiny and it's fun. And I don't know. I, I know <laughs> that the next time he plays or any tours, you know, the U S he's not going to play these little places. I mean, he might, he might, but, um, I'm, I'm kind of gambling that he won't. Um, cause I do feel like he's blowing up quite a bit. Um, and, and, and so, um, I just, you know, and I, I like seeing people in small venues. I really don't like these big arena concerts. I think they're kind of, yeah, Tom Bowling and I were talking about this because he, he likes Kurt Vile, um, kind of how I feel about Orville. And um, I just kind of discovered Kurt Vile. I never realized I'd never listened to him much before, but he's really good too. So, hey, um, 
Yeah, but it, it, I don't know, for me, it's like I'm kind of a big baby about that, or I'm kind of a fangirl. I, I just like seeing my artists in a small venue, um, you know, they're practically on top of you. It's just, you know, the arena shows are fine, but I just, I don't know, I'd much rather go, if I had my choice, I would much rather go to a small venue, and um, you know, it just makes for a better, you know, um, uh, situation. So, um, anyway, um, I guess that's all I've got for now. I will see you next time.